Good morning. I greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for worshiping with us this morning. Now, it was about four weeks ago, and if you were here, we began our journey to finding out and learning about what stewardship is all about. And today, I have the privilege to close out the sermon series on stewardship. Steward, what is stewardship? On the screen, it says stewardship is responsibility for taking good care of resources entrusted to one. Stewardship is managing something that isn't our own. And Psalm 24, 1, and it's on the screen, and it says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it the world, and all who live in it. You see, God owns everything. Everything that you can think of. He created it. He made it. So he owns it. And so for us this morning, as followers, believers of God, we are a steward. One entrusted. One created To manage the resources that God put on earth to take care of. Thomas reminded us several times. He spoke about how we need to be stewards of our minds. If you were here, you will remember that. And he also spoke about the last time he spoke about how we can be stewards of our tongue. And Major Phil spoke about how we can be steward of our time. And so this morning, we are going to look at how we, you and I, can be stewards, and listen to this, of our hands. Yes, I said stewards of our hands. Most other animals have paw-like body parts. Some are claws. As human beings, we have our hands, which makes it easy to grab things, to pick things up, and to to make things with whatever that is on our hands. Isn't it fascinating that this small part of us has changed the world that we live in today? Everything that exists, everything that has been built by human, everything that has been thrown, manufactured, or more has been done with a human hand. So let me ask you this morning, how many of you have ever looked at your hands lately? Good, good. There's some of you are very honest. So this morning, I'd like you to take your hand out. Hand out. I don't know what you got on your hands. I'm going to put it on the side. Look at your hands. Front, back, what look, look at those hands that you've got. Because this morning we are going to discover together how we can be steward of these hands right in front of us. And in our text this morning, in the passage of scripture, which we're going to look back in an Old Testament, and I love it. I love Old Testament books and stories. Exodus chapter 4. And if you have your Bibles with you, please turn to that passage of Scripture. 
Here God asked a question to Moses and in regards to Moses' hand. And he says, Moses, what's in your hand? And for us, it's the same question that God is going to ask you today. Bram, what's in your hand? Daniel, Ronin, Becky, what's in your hand? But before we read the scripture, the passage, I want to kind of tell you a little bit of what's happening here. What has happened before Exodus chapter 4. You see, we have Moses. Here before this, God has already spoken to Moses from a burning bush. And then in this, God has also, at this time, Moses was already a former prince of Egypt. And he is right now, at this moment in that passage, he's just an ordinary common shepherd tending his flocks in the middle of a desert land in Midian. And God speaks to Moses. And God says to Moses, I have chosen you. I have chosen you, Moses, to free the Israelites from slavery in Egypt. I have chosen you. And so so here we are, chapter 4, verses 1. The result of that conversation. And so I want you to take your Bibles out. If not, we're going to look it up in the screen. And it's a very interactive um, reading of our scripture this morning. Okay? And I want to ask you to use your imaginations. This is way, way back, more than 3,000 years ago. Here it goes. Exodus chapter 4. Moses answered. Remember, he was told he's chosen to lead the people out of Egypt. What if they don't believe me or listen to me and say, the Lord did not appear to you? Then the Lord said to him, What is that in your hand? What is that in your hand? And Moses says, a staff. Some of your translation, it could be a rod. So Moses replied, a staff. And the Lord said, throw it on the ground. And Moses threw it on the ground. He did. That's what the scripture says. I'm not making it up. Threw it on the ground. And then the Lord said to him, Reach out. Oh, well, we got all the time. Moses threw it on the ground and it became a snake. Now, that's another thing. I can't turn that thing into a snake. Can any of you can? Only God can. But we, that's the imagination. I'm asking you to put in this scripture. It turned into a snake. And he ran from it. Then the Lord said to him, Reach out your hand and take it by the tail. So Moses reached out and took off the snake, and, and guess what? It turned back into a staff in his hand. That's the word of God. And this, said the Lord, is so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has appeared to you. Church, what is that in your hand this morning? Why did God ask Moses that? 
Well, what does it mean for us this morning? Well, we can certainly learn three things to which were true in Moses' time, which today applies to each and every one of us. What is that in your hand? First thing is that there is always something in your hand. Look at your hand again, maybe one hand. There is always something in that hand that you have right there. For Moses, it was a staff, a shepherd's staff, just an ordinary one made out of wood, which was used many, many years for his life. The staff identified who Moses is. It represented his life journey. It represented and reminded him that he used to be a prince. It reminded him that now in his life, he is an outcast. He is an outcast. And it reminded him that he was poor and he owned nothing. And certainly, that rod, that staff reminded him that he is just a common, common, ordinary shepherd. But Moses had a staff in his hand. And as I think about my life this morning, and I look at my hands, what does, has God put in my hand? And I would like to share some of that with you. And I know in my life, this hand is placed with a marriage. Okay, some of you, you can laugh. Because if you are laughing right now, that means you've been there with those big glasses. A marriage. Children, Makaya and Gabby. And next is that, next slide, there, there's the, the, the glasses again. 18 years ago, in my hand, God has placed a ministry, a calling, to become a Salvation Army officer and serve him through the Salvation Army. And certainly one of the things that God has placed in my hand is my brother Neil. He's going through cancer right now, but God has blessed him. But he is, all of these has been placed in my hand, entrusted by God. So church, this morning, my question is, how about you? How about you? What are some of the things that have been entrusted to you by God? When I think about it, there are many blessings or perhaps challenges and struggles. But in spite of what they are, church, the fact is that we've got them. We've got them in our hands, don't we? Aren't we? Whatever Moses had in his hand, and we know it was a staff, and it represented a lot, but God wanted to use it. And as I look around this place today, I see men and women, boys and girls, that God wants to use. You see, God used the staff to turn into snake. Then God told Moses, pick it up by its tail. That's crazy. I would have not done that. I would have, many of you, I am scared as crazy with cockroaches. How much more when I see a snake moving right in front of me? I'd be running and screaming and trying to climb up to something that is taller than I am. Crazy, isn't it? But Moses did what God told him to. 
And when he did, that snake turned into a staff. The church is full of frightened and scared individuals that God wants to use. And it's okay. And it's okay, church, to admit that we are afraid, that you are afraid, and haven't quite got it all together. You see, I believe that God is saying, what God is saying to us this morning, and he's saying to you, is that there is something in your hand. You already got what it takes to serve him. And he's saying to you, you don't have to be afraid. He's saying you don't have to worry. You don't have to wonder. And he's saying, I've already given you what you need. And he's saying, I'm able to use what's in your hand for my purpose and for my glory. You, who you are, and where you are, God is willing to use it, and he wants to use it. Whether you're educated, you're poor, you're young, you're rich, whatever it may be, God wants to take what you've got. He's he's not looking for your capabilities or your abilities, which those things are great, but really he's looking for your availability. Availability. Can you say something to your neighbor and say availability? Ah, that's weak. Say that again with conviction. He wants your what? That's how it is, church. God only looks for us to be available. With our talents and possessions, God accepts you as you are and begins to use you where you are. And I realize as I look in the room this morning, we're all different. And thank goodness that we're all different. We are all made unique. And what you do for the Lord will never be the same as the person sitting next to you. So regardless of what your situation or circumstances that you are going through, God is asking, what is that in your hand? There may be a talent in your hand that is waiting for God to use for his service. How many of you can cook? Yeah, there are some cooks in the house. How many of you play a piano? How many of you love math and would love to teach math? Hammer a nail, strike up a conversation, and that is a talent, I tell you. How many of you love to organize? How many of you love to sing? How many of you love to just repair, cut hair, clean? Especially clean the bathrooms. You know what? There is always something in our hand. And sadly, there are some not so good things in our hands as well. Maybe debt, finances, a health concerns that you have. Maybe relationships that's not doing too well. Maybe an addiction or whatever it may be. A hard decisions to make. You name it, church. You name it. It's still in your hands. First, there is always something in your hand. Secondly, this morning... What we can learn from this passage of scripture and how we can be good steward, there is no excuse, no excuse for not allowing God to use what's in your hand. There's no excuse. Moses answered first thing right in that 
chapter. What if they don't believe me or listen to me? And they say, the Lord did not appear to you. You know, I think part of the reason God used to communicate to Moses was to point out to him the nothingness and the emptiness of his excuse. Yeah, God, but what if they don't believe me? Listen to that. You can almost hear the whining, can't you? The whining sound. And God's answer to that whine is that what's in that hand? What's in your hand? We are so much like Moses, aren't we? We are, each and every one of us, like Moses. Some of us say things like, I don't know what I could offer. Some of us say, you see, my job's too demanding. Some of us say, it's just not right for me. How about, hey, so-and-so can do better than I can. Anyone or more of these excuses, we have done them and said them. But I believe that there is no excuse. No excuse for not allowing God to use your talents, your resources, your gifts that God has placed you for his glory and for the benefit and for the encouragement for his people. No excuse. God gave Moses no wiggle room. None at all. Primat said to him, what is that in your hand? And I believe God is saying that to us this morning. So whatever Satan is trying to tell you and whisper in your ear right now, no more excuses, no alibi. Pretty much, church, get up, go, and do something for God. Can I hear an amen? amen. Get up and go and do something for God. You see, we are not empty-handed, not at all. You see, with the staff in Moses' hand, he was able to redeem the Israelites from Egypt. God has already given each and every one of us something in our hands. And what are you going to do about it? Are you going to continue to make excuses after excuses? Our choice to use or misuse or abuse the thing in our hands, think about this, will also reap. The same consequences. Should your hands be involved in things not of God? And you know what I'm talking about, church. There are things that we do that is not of God. And God wants us to fill these hands with things of Him. What is that in your hand this morning? Number one, there's always something in our hand. Number two, There's no excuse for not allowing God to use what's in our hand. And thirdly, thank you for being patient with me. Thirdly, here we can learn that what's in our hand can make a difference. What's in your hand can make a difference. This, said the Lord, is so that they may believe that the Lord, the God of their fathers, If Moses believed that there was nothing in his hand, if God had accepted Moses' excuses, listen, church, there would have been no Passover, no parting of the Red Sea, no provision in the wilderness, and certainly no summit experience in Mount Sinai for Moses. And the same is true 
for you of us this morning. Friends, God wants to use you and me so that others will see and know God. And when we are obedient to him, he will do great things, amazing things in our lives. We will never know the full potential of what we have until we allow God the full control of everything. God always begins by using what we have in our hand. You see, pages and pages of his word reveals what he can do, what we have available for him. Think of David having a sling in his hand and that giant Goliath fell down, fell when he used it. All that little boy had had a sack lunch, five pieces of bread and two fish sticks. And what did he do? It fed more than 5,000. And what about Mary in Bethany? Had a jar of precious perfume to bless Jesus with. How about Gideon in an Old Testament warrior? 300 men only had what? Pitchers and lamps. And certainly the six waters, the six pots full of water were filled so that it can be used for God's first miracle in Cana, turning water into wine. And earlier in, in the beginning of my sermon, I shared with you what's in my hands. And I would like to close with this, that God has blessed me, blessed me with a wonderful family, a great ministry, a great ministry, and much, much more. When you give to God, it's not easy. It's never easy, but I know for us, as we continually pray and ask God to help us and, and also ask God to use my life, my family, in his service. Joshua twenty four fifteen, we claim. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So church, how about you this morning? What is that in your hand? And will you let God use it for his kingdom? What do you have? You know what you have. Some of us, it could be a marriage. Whether it's struggling or God's good, that's a blessing. Your finances, your home, your job, your work, your schooling, your relationships, or even your free time, your health. You know, what did Moses have to do? One more time again, just want to remind you. Threw it down. But he didn't stay there. God asked him to pick it back up. Even though how hard it is to pick it up. Because you see, in our hands, there are also struggles that sometimes we don't see and make sense of how God can use our struggles. But church, if we trust God and be willing to take it by the tail, whatever it is, God is going to use it so that others will see God in you. 
So as I conclude this morning, how can you and I be a good steward of what we hold in our hands? We need to know that there's always something in our hands and that there is no excuse for what God can do with whatever you give him because he will use it to make a difference in a very hurting world that we live in. You see, our God is a big God. Can I hear an amen? Amen. Our God is a big God, and He can handle anything. 